Welcome to Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast of the Sons of the American Revolution. Like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast in your favorite application. You can also follow our podcast at fastfunhistory.com. For education resources provided by the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, go to education.sar.org. And now, Revolutionary War Rarities. Hi folks and welcome to Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution. Today we have another guest. This is Mr. Steve Homan. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Steve is the producer of the Revolutionary War Rarities podcast, so he is very familiar with what we do here. But but today's episode is entitled Blueberries and Rebellion. Now, why would we have Steve Homan here on Blueberries and Rebellion? Well, according to VisitMaine.com, the largest most significant producers of blueberries in the world today is in the blueberry belt of Maine. And Maine plays a role in the American Revolution. That wasn't known as Maine back then. It was part of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, correct? And uh, so we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to be talking about what many people consider to be the first naval battle of the American Revolution, but not all. That's a little debate. Like anything in the Revolution, right? The history is always debated. Right. What was the first this? What was, you know, was it the Boston Massacre? Was it earlier? Was it later? Was it Lexington? You know, where does it all begin? Uh, But this story is not only how we met. Uh, right, we're at Congress, right, uh, telling this story, but um, but I always find it interesting because I'm very familiar with the waters of Maine. I've I've sailed in Maine. I learned how to sail when I lived in Maine as a teenager. When I went back as an adult, I raced uh, ships, uh, raced sailboats in the Gulf of Maine Ocean Racing Association. Right. So I'm familiar with these waters. And when you hear this story, it's just fantastic. So we've got three real key characters here in this story. We have uh, a man by the name of Ichabod Jones. He's okay. a merchant, and then most importantly to the British, he's a loyalist, right? Okay. And so, yep. um, so the British are very interested in him. We have a midshipman named James Moore, and he will wind up being sent to Machias with Ichabod Jones on this mission with the Margareta. Um, and that's the, that's the HMS Margareta that they sail up there. And then our third key player is uh, Jeremiah O'Brien. And he will wind up taking command of a, of a vessel and going after the Margareta. So, so as we're, we're dealing with this, the time is in June of 1777. We're leading into the Battle of Bunker Hill. This is five days before the Battle of Bunker Hill. Okay, so this all started in Boston, right? It started in Boston, Boston yes. is under siege. It is. Now, let's start. Now, what made Boston siegeable? Yeah. I don't even know if that's a word. It works for me. What made, what made it possible to lay siege to Boston was a geographical situation that existed back then that doesn't exist today. It's called the Boston Neck. We didn't lay siege to to Boston via the waters, and Boston sits out on a peninsula to this day. It sits out on a peninsula, but but back then it was more of a peninsula because the, because of the Boston right. Neck, and the Boston Neck was about 120 feet wide at high tide. Right. So we could lay siege to a 120 foot wide piece right. of land, 
with the troops that we had. Right. And right. of course, the, the, the British Navy had command of the seas at that time right. and certainly had command of that area. So all shipping for the British had to come through the, through the seas. And the British were already familiar with Machias, and Machias were familiar with the British because uh, there was always this trade for lumber and food. All right. So that, that, therein lies the other point, right? Uh, Boston is covered up in British right. troops. Where there are troops, there needs to be housing Correct. in some form or fashion, right? right. And, and they certainly can't go get the materials for that. Not by land. Not by land, right. Okay, so they need wood mm -hmm. to create cabins right. for the British soldiers. Correct. And they know that there is wood in Maine. Machias, Maine. Correct. Machias is in the middle of the blueberry belt mm -hmm. in Maine to this day. Yes. It's still a major producer of blueberries in the world. Right. Only about 2,050 people to this day uh, live in Machias. Okay. It's still a small town. And so Thomas Gage says... These people need food. We need wood. Take food to them. Bring back wood, yeah. and we'll get okay. Yeah. So, so Ichabod there. Jones had gotten into his ear and probably figured there'd be a, a way to make some money. And on this once deal. again, Ichabod Jones was He's the, the loyalist, the loyalist and the merchant, and the merchant. So he yes. has ships. Yes. Okay. So uh, also in this, there was there was two purposes. One was to secure the wood, but also earlier another ship, the HMS Halifax, had run aground, and there was guns on that <clears> ship. And so they were to get the guns back off of Halifax and come back with the guns and the wood in exchange for the food. So by this time, Thomas Gage knows the American colonists are serious about this revolution. This yeah. is not play. This no. is war. This and is he war. knows it. Okay. So they, they go uh, to Machias. Okay. And Ichabod Jones takes the ships to Machias. Takes, the, takes his two ships. Okay. And uh, one is Unity. The other okay. one is Polly. And Unity will become a key player shortly. But uh, he takes his two ships, followed by the Halifax, and they go up to Machias. Now, Machias had already gotten word that this, uh, this was going to happen. And they had already discussed it and said, we are not going to trade with the British. We're not, you know, we need the food, but we don't need it that bad. Right. Um, because this time there was an embargo, right? So, um, so they were not going to violate that. So when they get to town and, and go to trade, the town's already voted no. And so they call... We don't well, want your food. We don't want no. We don't. We don't want your food, and we certainly don't want to give you our lumber. We don't, yeah. Right. Okay. So because we that, know how you're going to use the lumber. Correct. Okay. So good. with that, uh, they bring that the Margareta within firing range, and all of a sudden the town has a, a complete change of, of heart. Right. They decide we're going to go ahead and trade. Guns. Guns change the mind. And, and yeah. Okay. We'll take what, your food. Yeah. They're they're motivated. Okay. And so um, so at that point, uh, Ichabod Jones says, "Well, wait a second. If you voted before not to trade." I'm not selling to you. And that takes the town that was already really not willing to do anything with these folks and just infuriates so them. So took, took a level of arrogance and said, if you voted for me against me last time, I don't care if you voted for me this time because I forced that vote because I was pointing guns at you. Correct. Okay. And you're not getting anything. All right. And so things just go horribly wrong. Uh, so during the church service, uh, the local militia decides they're going to go ahead and arrest uh, Jones and they're going to arrest more. Uh, Jones sees them coming through the window. He takes off, and he, he goes to the woods, and he winds up going to the woods for two days, finally comes out and is arrested. Uh, Moore makes it back to the Margareta, and he gets out of town. Okay. Sons of Liberty follows him along the river, because keep in mind, Machias is a river community, right? So they're up in a river, so they, they kind of have to drift out of the river. You're not sailing out of the river. You're kind of drifting down the river until you reach the bay, and then you're sailing. So they drift down the river and they go, we'll just get out of range and we'll be fine. So they're moving slowly through the river, they get to the bay, and what happens? The Sons of Liberty catch up with them and they start having battles from the shore 
with the Margareta telling them you're going to uh, you're going to surrender to us and you're going to give us the ship and all this and they go no they take some shots and they finally set sail well in that time uh, two ships have set sail to go after the Margareta one is the Falmouth packet okay. and one is the Unity so okay. when you, we talk about how we get these ships well the Unity owned, was owned by Ichabod Jones right up until the time he was arrested so his own ship is now going after the Margareta. Uh, 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 the pursuit ensues, and in the inexperience of the midshipman, uh, James Moore gets the best of him. And this is where I, I get so excited about this story because I've sailed these waters. These are not predictable waters always. And so he does a very uh, violent maneuver called a jibe, J-Y-B-E. Jibe. Yes, okay. he jibes the boat. And what happens in a jibe is you have the wind behind you. And because you can't sail directly downwind, you have to sail at off angles. No, wait a minute. Is a jibe intentional? It can be, but it, it can, can also, also be, be accidental. Okay. And I've, I've done both. And okay. uh, neither are... And I'm assuming in this case it's probably accidental. It was either accidental or they weren't fully prepared for okay. how violent it is. Because what happens is the sails are on one side, and as the wind catches, it violently goes to the other side. And if you can control that, then you can, you can make that a little bit more of a pleasant experience. But if you do a hard job, um, you can cause damage, you can get injured. And in this case, they, they, they broke two key components of the, of the, of the Margareta. One's called the boom, which holds the bottom of the sail flat, and one's the gaff that holds the top of the sail flat. So they're major propulsion systems now, uh, now injured. So now the Sons of Liberty can catch up to the Margareta. Right. Unity okay. catches up to the Margareta and kills more. More is shot twice. He winds up uh, taking two shots to the chest and, and, and dies a few days later. Okay. Um, but in a very seemingly, you know, what, what, what appears to be a very short battle, we take the Margareta. So we, uh, they never got the guns, they never got the wood, we got the ship, we got the food. Nice. And the town, <laughs> the town had worried about, um, the, the town had worried about retaliation. And there is a second battle of Machias in which the British were also defeated again. Very good. So Machias uh, stood fast against the British and, and, and did a great job. So Wonderful. That's the story of the arguably first naval battle of the American Revolution. So blueberries in rebellion. Who thought that a, a territory that, that grew blueberries uh, and still does to this day had this such day. an impact on the American Revolution? What is arguably, mm -hmm. not, not absolutely, but right. arguably at least one of the first naval battles in the American Revolution, uh, Thomas Gage sent, sent wood, uh, in, I'm sorry, sent food in return to expected wood. Mm -hmm. We got the food, he got no wood. Lost the lost, lost the midshipmen, lost the ship, lost the ship, and lost the guns that had been uh, run aground. I guess right. uh, on Halifax. On the ship. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, exactly. And therein, folks, is yet another Revolutionary War rarity: Machias, Maine, and the the naval battles that occurred there during the American Revolution. Thank you so much for being a part of Revolutionary War Rarities. We appreciate you being here. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. My name is Jim Griffith. My name is Steve Holman. And this has been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon.